Hi, this is Bob Madigan, and you're living, ah, listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Sick and Ron. Sick and Ron. Thanks, dude. Right here. Yes, you're listening to on and this is Bob Madigan, and uh, I hope you're still going to listen later on, dude. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. Wackerly, you look rather haggard today. I was going to ask you how the weekend is, but I assume that involved a lot of alcohol drinking, a lot of alcohol consumption. Well, it's Christmas party season. Do you have your office party party. this weekend? It was pretty bad. You know, I think every office did that because I was up in San Francisco um, this past weekend and we had our company party on Friday. So you you had yours on Saturday? Saturday. They put it on Saturday so they can fucking take up your whole weekend. I actually didn't mind. The, The one we had this year is way better than last year because last year we were on a boat. The USS Hornblower. I don't know if you're familiar with the Hornblower. It's a great boat. Yeah, they advertise on AM radio like nonstop. It's a great boat for the San Francisco Bay Area, um, for Bay Area boat rides. But anyway, we were on that, but it's the worst worst venue for a holiday party because you're trapped. You can't leave unless you. More so. Well, I mean, you're you have a life jacket. Your holiday party, anyways, right? Yeah, but you could take off. I mean, we. My At some company, point, you can take off. My company rented a bar on uh, Geary, the ambassador. I don't know if you've ever been there. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was a cool party, open bar for about three hours, and then I mean, you could come and go as you wish. So it wasn't. I mean, in 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 the whole hierarchy of parties that we've had in my company, this one was definitely towards the top because it was just a nightclub. You know, there are you know hot chicks walking around with plates of food. There's free top shelf liquor, and you can leave anytime you want. There's no white elephant gift exchange. There's no boat. It was great. So actually, this this year was a, was a good holiday party. But I didn't get wasted. Did you get wasted at your holiday party? Well, there and after. So ours, tell, ours where, is where a was dinner. It? Ours is a dinner, a sit down dinner. Oh, okay. And all you know, all my lords of my realm are all you know they're big wine fags. So there's a lot of wine. And then uh, I made the brilliant decision to put a flask in my jacket of whiskey. <laughs> so wait, the wine's not, not enough? The, the wine just doesn't cut it for you? Well, there's a long drive to this place. This is the other thing. you know, It can't be like local to our office. It's got to be like fucking 45 minutes away in some like little quaint town. So, so wait, you guys have to annoying. drive to this hamlet. And then right. uh, go to a restaurant. Like, where was it? Napa? Napa Valley or something? Tiburon. 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 Not, I don't think I... It, we have had dinners in Napa, but that's more like a once every five th- years thing. See, if it was in Napa, I would have just said, fuck off, I'm not going. Th- that's kind of annoying to me. So now I gotta, I gotta make arrangements to drive. And Tiburon is, what, a good, like, it's over the bridge, it's in the North Bay. 
Yeah, it took us 45 minutes to get there. We did, yeah, like, me and a bunch of people who live around here, like, almost everybody who lives around here, because we fucking work around here. I don't know why you can't just pick a restaurant that's central. Well, I do know why. It's because one of my bosses lives up by this place. Uh, so we take the shuttle, and it takes 45 minutes. And so... Well, so at least the you flask was good for the 45-minute ride home, because now I'm hammered. I don't want to sit in a car for 45 minutes not drinking after I've started drinking. Right? Is everybody like that, or do I have a problem? I guess I have a problem. But you couldn't have driven home. Like you had to take. <sighs> no, the no, that's yeah. why we had the shuttle. I have driven home before, but so that you... so the because we got the shuttle also means that I got drunker than I normally would. So were you the only one sipping off the flask in the shuttle? <laughs> I tried to pass it around, but nobody <laughs> wanted it. <laughs> Although hard. you work with hot chicks, though, like there's there are hot chicks at your office, so there's hot chicks, and then there's all these dudes, these new dudes that are like you know twenty four, twenty five, and they all bring their super hot dates. I was just alone, <laughs> naturally. Stag, um, stag, yeah, I went stag. I mean, I could have gotten a date, but I just look at this thing as such a fucking like chore. Like I just want to get in and out, and just getting a date is just one more fucking. You should have hired a hooker and did like a pretty woman type of thing. <laughs> Yeah, dress extra skanky, please. Can I pay for that? Like, 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 can your vagina be hanging out at some point? Like, accidentally, that'd be good. So, you by the time you got back, though, you were sufficiently wasted. I imagine most most of the sufficiently wasted, and something funny actually happened, which uh, I'm going prompted me to tell this tale. So we we get on the shuttle, but the shuttle doesn't pick us up individually. It it picked us all up at a train station, the Bart station. So, because it was just central and everybody can get there in easily downtown Oakland. Bart. Um, no, actually, it's in. It was the Ashby stop, which is kind of like a shitty area of Oakland Berkeley border. I think I don't think people realize how shitty that stop is. It's one of those like you don't think of it as being a bad neighborhood, but it really pretty much is a bad neighborhood. Yeah, and no, there's that... constantly like homeless people roaming around and smoking crack in the corners. Like, I, I, you could probably get mugged there if you without trying too hard. And you can tell when you're in a sketchy neighborhood. Like, yeah, that is it is situated situated pretty close to Berkeley. And Berkeley, you know, around the campus isn't that bad. But in that area, but West by Ashby, Berkeley is bad, which is yeah, where this thing is. Well, every every house has bars on the windows. I mean, it's right. a pr- pretty sketchy neighborhood. San Pablo, Sacramento Street. That's, that's like not a great area. That's where this is. Um, well, I'm pretty like lubed up at that point. You know, liquid courage, no fear, whatever. That's not really relevant to the story. But uh, so we're walking out. The thing drops us off. We're all sort of heading into the BART. And uh, some, you know, homeless guy starts. He just comes over. He comes over and starts, you know, talking in our faces. Like, oh, let me just get you. I got a, <coughs> I got a question for you. Blah blah. And you're just like, I just hate that fucking like, like, like. I don't. Normal people, you don't just go and like accost somebody and start talking to them in the street. So you like, were it's walking- not done. Okay, so this is some homeless guy that obviously was either trying to sell you something, beg for something. Or just generally bother exactly. You. So so I headed him off at the pass. I'm like, stop talking to us. You're like fucking six inches away from my face. I was like, we have tickets. I don't want to buy your tickets because that's the most common scam right outside the bar. Is they get some old fucking dirty ticket that doesn't work anymore. They and somebody because somebody threw it in the gutter and then they try to sell it to you 
for like a dollar off or something. Have, and I guess some like you know country bumpkin tourist rube sometimes fall for it. Have, have so you I ever, said we have, already have our tickets. Have you like, ever tried to reason us. with them when when they do that? Where you're just like, why? There's a ticket machine here. Why would I trust you? No, see, the, see, the, I hate that shit. Don't try and reason with the guy. Just, just stop talking to me there. Which is why I said we have our tickets. Go away. Yeah, that, and, I, I usually oh, shut man, it down. This, this set him off like a motherfucker. He was like, "I wasn't gonna ask you to buy a ticket. You don't know what I was gonna ask you. Blah 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 blah. blah. You don't know why you got to be like that." And so I'm like, he was in your what? face. Yeah, and he so must have been I'm, high. and I'm and I don't I didn't stop walking the first time. Like he was walking right beside me, and I just said, "Look, we already have tickets. Go away." But now I stop, and now I'm like, "All right, motherfucker, what did you want to ask me? You don't know what I want to ask you." And now he's not. Te- now he won't. He's not willing to tell me. You know, he's being all fucking cagey about it. And now, like his eyes are getting really big. He's obviously on uh, crank or PCP, Angel PCP. or something. PCP. But, uh, I was drunk enough that, like, okay, I want to get into it with this guy. I want to fucking have a screaming match with him. I didn't really feel like he—he he wasn't. His posture didn't tell me that he was going to attack you, me. Well, I was drunk. Liquid courage. Total, I'm a totally different person. It's Jekyll and Hyde. <laughs> uh, and he and his posture didn't tell me that he was going to like take a swing at me, right? So and, and plus, I all these other dudes that are at the like, Christmas party with me—they're there, so okay, it's not so like you, I'm going to be overpowered. You, it wasn't just you and like five girls. It was you. And like Me and three, dudes. three girls and three dudes, I think. All right, all right. If I have my count correct, I was seeing kind of double, triple halves. You know, I think I would have been but, braver uh, with those odds. But had it been me and like three girls, I, I think I would have just kind of right. But it's not away. like a, it's not like I was challenging the dude. It's like he's yelling at us, so it's like, all right, now I'm going to talk to you. I was trying to avoid having a conversation with you, but now I'm going to talk to you. I mean, I wasn't like telling him to get the fuck out of there. Or I was going to smash his face in. Yeah, you're just like, come on, dude. What, what do you? It's what more, do you want? It was then? just more just like, I'm not gonna take your shit. Where you're just like a screaming maniac. Like, no, you can't. You're not allowed to just scream at people like a fucking maniac on the street. Well, that what, was my position. What was he trying to? How was he trying to? Scam I don't know. You? He never told me. He just got so irate that I shut him down immediately. Like, you know, I was like the most racist clan member in the fucking whole city of Oakland in his eyes. Because I didn't want to talk to a crazy black man at uh, at twelve thirty at night, you know, at the Ashby Bart stop. It was either a used Bart ticket, like a used train ticket that he was trying to sell, or my favorite is, "Do you have any change for a dollar?" Or, or, or there's the, "I'm trying to get home and I just need thirty five more cents to get a Bart ticket to blah blah blah," and it's like. N- you came all the way out here and you didn't have like the return fare. That's the well, other comment. But the fact of the matter is this guy is irate because you said, you know, no, I don't want what you're selling. And then he's like, well, how do you know what I want to ask you? And it's just like, well, what, what are you going to talk to me about? You're not going to talk to That's me about exactly how to resol- resolve the euro crisis. You know, I mean, what, what are you really coming here to talk to me about? Actually, Mr. Salmon, I didn't <laughs> want to talk about the euro crisis. <laughs> The European well, I was like, Union. Well, well, I, I don't know. I, don't, I can't do anything about it. Go talk to the fucking UN or something. <laughs> but I, you know, and I'm thinking. I was think, like I said, I was drunk, and I'm thinking, I just want to, I just want to have a conversation with this guy and confront him because it's bullshit that he thinks he can just scream at people for no fucking reason. You know, we were just trying to get to the bar. But I guess the girls. <laughs> saw it a different way because they start like they do they started doing that whole like let's just go let's just go oh, thing okay, and i'm scared. like no i'm talking to this guy but they finally get me to go and he like ru- he he ended up running into the bart 
And then we all got in cabs somehow. But this little tiny girl who just started working at my office, she's probably 22 or something. I turned to her and I was like, that was fucked up. And then she turns to me and she goes, I had my knife out. <laughs> and I see in her hand this little... Where is she from? She's from Seattle. She's from a big city. Yeah, that doesn't make she sense. Put, she, I looking down in her hand, and sure enough, it's not even a knife. It's like almost like a nail file. It's like an inch and a quarter long and like you know an eighth of an inch wide. Like a like Hello she Kitty knife. She would have stabbed the guy like a hundred times prison style to make him go down. And I was like, what in the fuck are you doing? You have a knife out? They, they I don't know of... how they do it in Seattle, but um, I was like, I told her, I was like, Look, this is just scratching the surface of the bullshit that you deal with, like, with crackheads in the Bay Area. Like, you don't need to have your knife out to, like, that would have had been going on for, like, 45 minutes. Then it would have been knife time. But, for, but furthermore, what was she going to do with that knife? I mean, seriously, she could probably, maybe if she landed one good shot, like, in the testicles or an eyeball, she might have incapacitated the guy. But really? I mean, I with a tiny little her, Hello I Kitty knife like that? I didn't what her plan was. <laughs> But, you know, I bet you she must have been really scared. And She wasn't shaking or anything. It was almost like she just wanted to stab a dude. <laughs> she wasn't. She she was like, I, I mean, she wasn't like, oh, my God, I had my knife out. I can't believe that happened. It was like, I had my knife out. <laughs> God, you know, you know, she that, probably that, weighs like 80 pounds. I'm not kidding. She's very tiny. So in the end, how did this all resolve? You guys just kind of got in your cabs, went home and or I mean, did we got she... in the cabs and went to some dude's apartment and drank more. <laughs> and and every, but some people were we slightly shaken, back. but then they just kind of soon forgot about it. Nobody was really shaken. It wasn't, it wasn't even, that big of a deal. I'm probably blowing the whole story <laughs> out of proportion. But, but it's but. it's funny, though, to me when you hear about like uh, urban white people that end up coming into contact with like, you know, the, the urban homeless population and what could, and what could actually happen. And to a lot of people, I think it's a lot of like homeless people scare the shit out of a lot of people, especially girls. I actually think that homeless people should be more involved with stunts on fear factor. This is the segue. I I don't know if you noticed this wackily, but fear factor debuted on a Tuesday. I heard and read that. Yes, it did. And you know, they're bringing back Fear Factor because they don't have any more ideas other than to like just terrorize people for entertainment. You know, uh, the reason I want to talk about Fear Factor, and this is something that I, we never actually even discussed here on the show, but I was almost on the show this year, this season. And I remember talking really? to you about that, like, when, when did we talk about that? Like six months ago, seven months ago? It seems like a long time, yeah. But I wasn't allowed to talk about it because we had to fill out contracts that said you weren't allowed to discuss the show until it aired. And so, well, yeah, they don't want to ruin the sort of suspense of who's on and who gets we, kicked off. But we didn't that. know any of the stunts that they're going to do. And, it, you know, it was actually kind of a joke. It was kind of a joke that I saw on uh, Craigslist that they were auditioning people for Fear Factor. So I sent a picture of me and my girlfriend for the couples Fear Factor. And uh, this, so this, t- this season, it's a couples Fear Factor? They're doing couples, that. and then they're doing a like mother or uh, parent son i think like uh, families it. families and couples i think is what they're think doing think of the year. fearsome things they could make you do with your mom <laughs> well there there is some controversy i guess right now with the, where i guess fear factor edited one of the uh, the uh, family ones where it made it seem like the the kid and his mom are a little bit too close mm-hmm. and so now it's like everyone's like 
you, what, what, did, what did the mom say? She's like, my son's not Oedipus Rex. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But anyway, I sent them just, you know, it was just randomly. I filled out an application, sent a couple pictures, wrote some funny stuff about how, you know, we'd use the money to get married and go and buy a ring and start our new lives together. Just made up a, a, a lot of bullshit, basically. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, within like an hour, I got a call back from the casting agent. And I, you know, I've never done this, but apparently, I mean, there's a lot of shows that cast people down here. And most of these shows want people from the Los Angeles area. I mean, you can apply from anywhere, but they're only really going to consider you if you're local because it saves them money. And, right. And, you or, know, or, you, I'm, or, you know, they'll hire you, but then you have to make yourself local. Yeah, exactly. Or you have to move here or something. So what ended up happening is she, she was like, oh, you guys look really cool. And she's like, you know, True Blood's really popular, and you seem goth, and we, which I thought was really funny because I'm like, God, you know, I'm way, I guess I'm not too old to be goth, but I, I'm not like a gothic-looking guy. Because maybe I mean I, I have dark hair, or maybe maybe that's what it is. But then if you look at the other people that are on Fear Factor, it's mainly, and that's what the woman was saying. She's like, mainly there's just kind of, you know, beach bum sort of athletic people from Orange County that Bros. apply for it. Bros. It's, bros. It's bros and bras. Female bros. Yeah. And those are mainly exactly. the people. That, and so we went down to a, the studio, the casting studio, which is located off of Hollywood Boulevard in Ivar, like right in the middle of Hollywood. And it wasn't like it's, it's not NBC hires like a firm to go out and cast people. So we went in right. there and there was a big group of people that were also called in for the appointment to like be interviewed. And yeah, they're all bros, like tan dudes younger and much more buff and much more athletic than me and my girlfriend. And I was well, like, plus this... being, in a fr- being in a fraternity in college uh, is good training for putting weird shit in your mouth. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, th- th- that would definitely work. You know, I wasn't even that familiar with the show. I didn't, I, I kind of figured that I'd go on there, promote sick and wrong. It'd probably, you know, ex- give us some great exposure and it'd be kind of funny for a laugh, but I didn't really know that much about the show. I mean, I, I heard you had to do a couple crazy stunts, maybe eat something kind of gross. But anyway, we go in there, we audition, they made us take our shirts off, they asked us all these questions, <laughs> and um, yeah, because they, they, they want to check out your body and how, I guess, how you'd look on TV, and that's a bunch of questions. Then Did we you got... have to blow a guy? No, is it, they're all chicks. Was there a casting couch? <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to eat some dirty, like, old li- fat lady clunge <laughs> on the couch? They, they took some used condoms that they'd found on the streets of Hollywood Boulevard, and they're like, okay, you swallow this. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, like we went back there one other time. They fitted us for like the harnesses and all the safety equipment and took our measurements. And wow. then she said, you know, we're going to call you back when we have our schedule, and we never heard back from them. And so, I, you know, at first I was kind of bummed. I was like, you know, that sucks. We could have been on the show, and, they, you know, it had been great exposure. And then... I watched the show on Tuesday, and I don't know yes. what the fuck I was thinking. Could you? I mean, could you even imagine me being on it? I would have been, the you know, I, I would have failed like just pathetically right from the get go, and just been mocked relentlessly by fucking Rogan. Right? There's and no way I would have been. Able... You had a competing podcast to his podcast, and he really would have given it to you. Well, dude, I, I mean, I told you this. This is what I thought right from when you told me. I said. You are very particular about what you <clears throat> about food and what you put in your mouth, and that's ninety percent of the show is making you eat gross shit. All right, listen to this. The first stunt that they had they had them do is uh, 
so I guess uh, five years ago, they did a stunt where they had someone dunk their head in 50 gallons of cow blood. Uh-huh. This time, the stunts had to be much scarier, like three times as scarier. Actually, in this, in this case, multiple times scarier. They made them dunk their heads in 3,000 gallons of cow blood. They went to a meat processor in Northern California, they, uh, or you know, in uh, Central California, at the Harris Ranch. Uh-huh. They right. said, can you save all the blood from the cows? So the plant basically stored this certified blood in 100-gallon drums, and then they put it in a huge, massive tank, and you and your partner had to swim to the bottom of this cow blood tank, grab the cow hearts in your mouth, pass them to each other, and put them in a bucket. Uh-huh. There's no fucking way I would have done that. I know. Yeah. I always wondered what you thought the fearful stunts were going to be. <laughs> I didn't think it would be. I thought maybe okay, drink like some crickets that were blended together. I mean, whatever. I could do that, you know. You could. Um, yeah, put an eye, put a cow eyeball in your mouth, dude. They had them swallow scorpions. You had to eat three scorp, eat three scorpions live. Live. You had to take the scorpion and put him in your mouth. And Don't the, you the die worst... when you eat a live scorpion? I mean, doesn't it sting your brain? Uh, they probably have the stingers removed, but their claws. Oh. But 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 the thing is about it, you not only have to do this gross shit. It's fifty thousand dollars is all you're competing for. Oh, that's the actual prize. Five, what do you make if you're? What do you make zero. just for being on the show and not winning? Nothing. You get nothing. If you if you <laughs> oh, lose, you... suckers. What's the who's the who's the, who are the idiots? They get to actually be on the show. You know, we met one on uh, last Tuesday. Uh, my um, my friend Lenora was putting on a party, and so we went to this party and. We were chatting about how we just watched Fear Factor, and oh my god, I'm I'm so glad we never got on it. Like my girlfriend was like, "Are you out of your fucking mind for trying to convince me to do that?" Because I really was trying to drive a hard bargain here. Like, come on, you know, it's going to mean a lot to me and a good exposure for the show. And she was convinced that she was, she was like, "All right," I persuaded her to do it. But then after watching that and the cow blood episode, or even worse, the leeches. They made the women get into a pool and be covered in leeches, and the men had to pull the leeches off with their mouths. Wow. Insane. This is dumb. Insane. I've never actually watched the show. I find it kind of just stupid. You know, the stunts aren't that bad. I think I would do the, you know, bungee cord off a building or tightrope walk across a building. I'm not, I'm not scared of heights. It's not that big of a deal to me. Or they, I think they suspend people from helicopters. But mm-hmm. these, these eating, like, challenges are just foul to me. And for fifty thousand dollars, it's not even worth it to me to put, you know, jump in a pool full of cow blood for fifty k. Well, if it was purely if that was the deal, here's fifty grand. If you jump in this pool of cow blood, you would do it. But you're, but they're, but they're doing it for just a chance to win the fifty k, and then you got to do like a hundred other ridiculous stunts. Well, that's what they said. This one's going to be bigger. Badder and grosser. In the past, this is what the uh, producer, uh, what's his name, something Kunitz, uh, Mr. Kunitz here said, uh, in the past we'd cover someone with 100,000 bees. Now we'll cover them with 200,000 bees. And their partner, in order to get the bees off of them, has to eat 20 live bees. What is wrong with people? Uh, you know, I it's have not no even idea. that entertaining. Well, you know, it's... It, it, it's it, like, it, well, oh, oh, last time he ate 50 bees, now he's going to eat 100 bees. I, I want to watch it twice as much now. It did, you know, is that came really back, what the American viewing public has how they think? The show came back really strong, though. I mean, after a six-year hiatus, yeah. I mean, they're off. They they, uh, they had the best non-sports number in, in the, at the eight p.m. hour on uh, this past Tuesday, um, but they were still beaten by two and a half men, 
on CBS. So apparently the American audience would prefer to see Ashton Kutcher, who replaced Charlie Sheen on Two and a Half Men, than someone uh, eating a bunch of leeches off their partner's vagina. See, I thought that was the final stunt in the Fear Factor was the contestants actually had to watch Two and a Half Men. <laughs> no! No, I can't do it! And they Joe all Rogan, quit, I'm done. so nobody, nobody won because nobody, nobody could watch an actual episode. It's like, you got to hang out in an elevator with Charlie Sheen for six hours. It's like, no, Char- you know, Joe Rogan, I'm done. I'm done. But anyway, and I, I would, my quick anecdote I want to wrap up here is on Tuesday afterwards, we were at this party and we were talking about Fear Factor and how insane it was that I was even considering being on that show. And this blonde girl, massive breasts actually, was standing behind us. She goes, are you talking about Fear Factor? We were just like, oh yeah, we almost got selected this season, but the last minute they ended up passing, up, passing us by. And she's like, oh, I was on it. I was like, oh, you were on it? She goes, yeah, I was on the first show. I was like, really? The first, first a series ever? No, she was on the this past Tuesday's episode. Oh, we the first seen episode of this series. Yeah, if you go to Hulu and you type it, you see this blonde girl with massive titties and the pool full of cow blood, that's her. You know I'm gonna know. Yeah, and so uh, I was talking to her about it, and I was like, so what happened? She goes, it was fucking disgusting. She goes, we had to go in there and get these, these cow hearts, and we lost. And I was like, well, what did you get for just being on it? She goes, nothing. <laughs> they got nothing but just embarrassment and the humiliation of losing... After being dunked in, or not even dunked, but like submerged in a pool of cow blood. Disgusting. Exposure, I guess. Was I don't she know. an actress? She was just some blonde bimbo. I'm surprised. I bet you uh, she probably was on Joe Rogan's casting couch. <laughs> um, out of these next three, these are, these are former Fear Factor stunts, which I wish I would have done some research because I wouldn't have done any of these. Maybe one of them. Tell me which one you would do out of these three. Um, rat bobbing. This is from season four. Uh, during Couples Fear Factor, the girls had to lie down in a plexiglass tank, and they were covered with 400 rats. The guy then had to retrieve 10 chickens' feet from the tank using only their mouths. That's wait, rat wait. bobbing. How does the chicken's feet relate to the rat? You had to put your head in the tank and grab the chicken's feet with your mouth while there's a Where's rat's... the chicken's feet? They're just at the bottom of the tank. The tank of rats? All right, girls had to lie down in a plexiglass tank. They are covered with 400 rats. At the bottom of the tank or on the girl, there's 10 chicken feet. And you had to just put your face in there and just pull out the chicken feet. Which, All right, what's next? Next one is uh, bug body bag. This, this is all-female edition Fear Factor. Contestants were stuck inside a morgue drawer in a body bag filled with giant hissing cockroaches, flesh-eating worms, crickets, and stink beetles. I'm not doing to, that. You were locked no in chains. Way. You had to fumble around to find the key to unlock yourself. No way. And the final one here is horse rectum. Challenge started out with the contestants playing a game of horseshoes. You get three tosses. There are four rings around the horseshoe peg with the numbers eight, mm, six, seven, eight. That sounds all right. Eight. Playing some horseshoes. I think I'll do that. If the contestant got their horseshoe around the peg, they'd give them a score of zero. The goal of this game is to see how many inches of horse rectum the contestants would have to eat. Um... You get twenty five grand for uh, choking back more than thirteen inches of horse rectum. <laughs> oh, I'd probably eat the horse. Ra- I'd probably eat the horse rectum. Over Maybe the-, the rats. I don't like getting hair in my mouth, though. Maybe that's just me, dude. You would choose Pub- female pubic hair isn't so bad. It's kind of annoying, but uh, like rat fur in your mouth, bug body gross. bag. I would do that over the rats. You'd seriously be zipped up into a bag full of fucking gross insects, 
put in a morgue drawer where it's pitch black, that you'd be fine with that? I think I would do that before I would have to uh, put my face in a tank full of rats. What about eating the horse rectum? Yeah, I guess even as a vegetarian, I probably would eat the horse rectum before doing the other two. It's cleaned, right? It's not going to give me, like, E. coli. Well, you never know. (laughs) I mean, but they're not trying to give me E. coli. Like, there isn't fucking horse shit all over it. I gotta say, yeah, no, I mean, I'm sure it's it's obviously, like, they probably do testing on it to make sure you're not going to fall ill, get Ebola or something. Maybe I'd, maybe I'd figure out that that's my most favorite cut of the horse, is the rectum. I mean, I like hot dogs. I gotta say, probably one of the best reality shows to work on in Hollywood, just to be one of the uh, writers, would be Fear Factor. Because, I mean, you're just sitting there coming up with just horrible things to make idiots do. I wonder if there's, because they obviously have like a team of writers, right? I'm, I'm sure. I wonder if there's one guy who's just constantly going over the line. <laughs> the other writers <laughs> have to be like, Jesus, for fuck's sake, we're not doing that. Yeah, I would love to know what gets Like, rejected. you have to put your penis not into a baby's ass, but on a baby's ass. And they're like, we can't do fucking baby rape fucking stunt. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I would love to know what got rejected. I'm just glad that me... How far does the guy, can he shove his hand up his own dad's ass? <laughs> no, we're not doing that. I'm just glad that uh, me and my girlfriend were rejected because, yeah, after seeing the debut of Fear Factor on Tuesday night, I wouldn't have been able to participate in any of those stunts. It's disgusting. Right. Cowboy's horrible. And for $50,000, it's just, there's just no point. So, Wacker, this is episode 308 here of Sick and Wrong. Quick recap of last week's show, episode 307. Um, we did two stories, one about a Polish Kill Bill scenario where this guy buries his girlfriend alive, but she escaped. And the second was about a Kiwi-New Zealand uh, breakup that was rather violent. Uh, the Kiwi breakup ended up winning episode 307. So congratulations there, listener number two. Well, people, you know the way Sick and Wrong works. Wacken and I present the most disturbing news items a week here on the show. The audience votes. Winner gets a Sick and Wrong care package. Remember, if you want to claim your care package, you need to email me at sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com with your address and other appropriate information. Um, we did get some good stories here for this week. Actually, we had two stories that are somewhat themed. So we have a theme with our Sick and Wrong stories this week. Before we get to that, two things, actually. One, I want to dedicate this entire show to um, one of my favorite authors that ever ever lived, Christopher Hitchens, who died uh, this past Friday, Thursday. I think he died on Thursday, yeah, uh, 1215, 62 years old, after a several-year battle with esophageal cancer. Right. But uh, Christopher Hitchens was, I guess, most famous or notorious for writing, for taking on uh, religion. And writing that book, God is Not Great. I think that, that he gained probably his most notoriety with that when defending uh, atheism. He gained a lot of notoriety for supporting the Iraq War, too. But, but he criticized George Bush. He also, didn't he criticize Mother Teresa? Wasn't that another thing that made him somewhat notorious? Well, that's part of his anti-religion thing. Yeah, I think it was part of that. But the, the guy was... His support pr- for the Iraq War was also pretty much an anti-religion thing because he just wanted to wipe out all this dirty Taliban people. He was just brilliant. I, 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 when he wrote that book, God is Not Great, I loved watching him go on uh, all those Fox News programs. And the whole time he would debate whoever wanted to debate him. But he was just drinking right. scotch, smoking cigarettes. Yep. I, mean, I guess it's no, uh, no big surprise he died of cancer. But I think the cancer was genetic, though. 
It was genetic, and everybody's everybody's saying this. Well, he drank, drank and smoked, so that's why you get that's what happens. You get cancer. I'm sure it didn't help, but his dad died of the same thing. So, you know, who's to say he wouldn't have just got it from you know the bloodline, anyways? I don't know. I think uh, the guy lived life to the fullest. I think it was it was his career was cut short because right now, I mean, I think he was at the peak of his career, so it's kind of uh, depressing that uh, he could have written. A few more books. It would have pissed off a lot more people. But uh, let's tip our glasses here to Christopher Hitchens. Cheers. All right. Cheers. Uh, before we start with the stories, uh, here's a word from our sponsor, uh, Audible.com. If you're illiterate or have Down syndrome, but you still want to read a book, why not go to Audible.com and get an audiobook? Audible has over 75,000 titles to choose from, with more being added all the time. Just go to audiblepodcast.com slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. So, Wacker, the first story here was sent via Facebook from a guy named James. Uh, you might have heard this story, or heard of this story. Um, it's about an elevator accident that killed a woman in uh, Midtown Manhattan. Uh, this happened just this past week. So rescuers needed hours on Wednesday to free the body of Suzanne Hart, 41 years old, who, was, um, who died while being trapped in an elevator at the building of her, uh, her office, of her advertising firm, a Young and Rubicam. Uh, Suzanne Hart was a 41-year-old ad exec at one of Manhattan's most prominent advertising firms, and she was stepping into the elevator of this 85-year-old Midtown office building around 10 a.m. Um, while fellow workers streamed in the mosaic tiled lobby. It's very descriptive here, this story. It's New York yeah. Times. <laughs> I was going to say. Then, in an inexplicable instant... After Miss Hart placed one foot inside the elevator, the elevator suddenly lurched up, its doors still open, and dragged her until she was pinned between the elevator and the wall between the first and second floors. Oh, Lord. Uh, two passengers in the elevator car can only watch in horror and would remain trapped in the elevator for two hours before rescuers <laughs> could free them. And that's, that's the part that really freaks me out. Because they're probably trapped in this elevator with her lower, severed lower extremities. Yeah, was, I mean, she's probably her one half. leg. It sounds like. I mean, well, maybe both legs. In this situation, would you want to be tramped with somebody like maybe some dude that you work with that might have a sense of humor about this thing, or would you want to be tramped with like some really hot chick that you could comfort and maybe get like a you know panic ridden blowjob? I gotta say, panic ridden blowjob. Maybe I mean, not in the elevator, but maybe later. Well, you're comforting you her there. The, like, hey, do you want to go get coffee and talk about that horrible thing that happened? And then just, you know, one thing would lead to another. But maybe, I mean, if you're trapped in the car for a few hours and she's freaking out, you're kind of freaking out, maybe you could, like, say, suggest it as a distraction. Say, you know, don't look at the her, you know, split open torso that's lying there bleeding all over the elevator. Instead, here's my penis. <laughs> could you put it in your mouth? Do you think you would have been the worst person in New York City if that happened? And then the lady was like, okay, well, this guy tried to violate me in the elevator after <laughs> well, this woman was You're assuming half. she's not going to be down with it. <laughs> you're already going in. You're approaching it with a bad attitude. What if she was like, hell yes, I love sucking cock. 
<laughs> I, I, I'm glad you. I'm glad you asked. I was just waiting. Well, I'm just saying it's. You've, I've, Does I've any heard... girl really love sucking cock? I know. I mean, the porn stars always say it. Like, I love sucking cock, but like, does any girl really like it? Truly, and they do it to to make you enter into a long distance relationship. It's a it's a ploy that they use at the beginning of a relationship to hook a you long term relationship, not a long distance. Relationship. I mean, a long term relationship. I, th- I think in the end, it's like, oh yeah, I'll suck your cock every time you have sex. Once you start moving in together and you live together or get married, uh huh. You'll get that blowjob once a year. Probably. So they're always just, it's like a, they're doing it, it's like an investment for them. They don't really like it. No. It's an investment for the future. Financial security. But no, what I'm saying here about this, I'm not, it's not just me, but I've heard in situations of intense trauma or like a, a, an, emotional, an emotional situation like this, people are open to suggestion. You know, so I, I think it's, it's not unreasonable to say, hey, you know, just start making out with her while this is going to distract her. So I, if you're in making the elevator, out. no, like you start making make out, out and then maybe like, you know, push her head down there and then you get a blowjob. And, and, and the thing, the fact of the matter is it's a distraction. You share this moment. You might never talk about that moment again. Maybe in therapy years later, she'll bring it up. But at that time, I'll be long gone by then. Exactly. At the, at that time, I just feel that it's you know if you're in the elevator with a hot chick, it could happen. It could. I'd rather be I'd rather be in an elevator with a hot chick than like you know some dude I work with has a funny sense of humor about it. Yeah, I agree. And, anyway, there are sixty thousand elevators in New York City, and just this past year, there are only fifty three accidents. This is kind of a freak occurrence. Um, the specter of something as mundane as an elevator ride turning deadly haunted the building. And that day, the, the stricken workers and the whole building was evacuated. Employees were told to work from home uh, for Thursday and Friday. So they, they, they took two days off after all this. Jeez. Although I can honestly this say... This is just another story about how just New York City is no longer the tough-as-nails place that they always make themselves out to be. Okay, but if this happened in your building, would you take the stairs after this? No, dude. <laughs> I work on the 20th floor. I'm not taking the stairs. I think I would take the stairs. You know, wackily, the stairs might do you some good. I'm, you know, not, not, not saying anything. Moving on. There's <laughs> <laughs> 20 flights of stairs. No, I'm not walking up the stairs. No, nah, I probably would say Even down down the stairs is too long when it's 20 flights up. Um, so as of Wednesday night, investigators had not determined what caused the malfunction of the elevator. And it's one of 13 in this 28-story building. Uh, they, they think it was a massive power surge, just a freak power surge to just cause it to go up and overrode the safety mechanism that shuts the doors. Hmm. Who um, says it, that? The fire department? Yeah, so the fire department is investigating or the inspector here. As rare as, rare as elevator accidents are, and they said the elevators at uh, 285 Madison Avenue were old and creaky. I mean, it's an 85-year-old building. They aren't the kind of elevators that you should stick your hand in to catch the doors because they won't stop. And that that's something that's always bothered me. I'd never do that. I mean, even though, yeah, okay, the elevator probably will, the door probably will open because it's supposed to have that, like, mechanism where it, it senses that there's something in blocking its way. Right. But I would never do that. Not even take the chance. I just don't care. I'll, I'll wait for the next elevator. But people do that in my building all the time. Some, some lady did that with I her baby. I do it baby. in our building because I've done it before. <laughs> and I know that they, they don't... Yeah, they won't chop your hand up. You think they won't, but who knows? It's not I worth know. it to I me. I mean, you could say that about anything. 
Well, I mean, that, but that's just an unnecessary risk to take. What if you got a hook from that? I've always said that I would like to have a hook. <laughs> but I mean, you could say, you know, the next time you go to start your car, it might explode. Well, yeah, but Something I mean, could I think, go wrong. I think you have a greater chance of uh, a greater chance of actually having. I mean, it was just a chance that you don't need to take. The next time you know you're flying down the highway, your brakes might not work at all. But but it's kind of like walking through East Oakland counting a wad of cash. You know, I mean, it's just a it's an unnecessary thing. You don't need well, to do not that. E- that's not even really a risk. That's like you want something <laughs> shitty to happen, do it. You well, know? that's what it's I'm not saying. Like increasing you're... your risk. It's it's increasing your risk to a hundred percent. You're sticking your hand blocking an elevator door or blocking the Bart. You're risking being dragged. Have you ever seen people do that? Where they run up to get on the train and just jam their hand right in there to stop the doors from closing? Well, yeah, because then it makes that horrid noise that is trying to deter people from doing that, right? It goes, Aah. I've seen people, I saw someone in our in the building I live in right now put their baby, like their, their outstretched arms holding their baby to block the doors. That's not what a baby's for. No, it isn't. So on the second wrong star scale, the reason I'm going to score this story so high is because there are people trapped in the elevator with her lower extremities, probably not getting a blowjob. I don't know where I was going with that. But um, you're sitting there trapped in an elevator with the severed lower extremities of a woman for two hours. It's five stars in my book. It's trauma. I wonder if the legs were like spraying them with blood like a, like a sprinkler <laughs> the whole time. And just the elevator's just filling up like the shining. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the shining. Yeah, I'm giving yep. it a five. I give it also a five. Yeah, well, what do you have here for the second story? Mine was sent in from Alex, who is a 25-year-old, 5'8", paratrooper, parentheses, Taliban killer from the U.K., Taliban killer. I didn't know that was a profession. This is also about an elevator, although the article was written in an English newspaper, a British newspaper. So they keep calling the elevator the lift, which I'm not going to do. I'm going to translate it back into English. Yeah, please speak <laughs> proper American, American English. Yeah. So the headline is man quizzed after woman burned alive in elevator, not a lift. The woman is Doris Gillespie, who is 64 years old. The man is a 47-year-old. His name is something or other. I don't know. I can't. I, I forgot to highlight it. Uh, uh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. All right. <laughs> but listen to this. So it's in an, this happens in an elevator, but it's really not the elevator's fault. Uh, it's this guy. He's a nut. He's a fire nut. He's a fire he, was seen in, he was seen entering the, the elevator dressed as a pest controller. He had gloves on, a protective mask, uh, and a container on his back of, like, you know, bug, bug spray, gas type thing. And this happened in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, he, w- he then went to the fifth floor and lay in wait for his victim, who was uh, returning home from shopping, probably at the Dwayne Reed. It's interesting to me that this guy would go out and buy a pest. Con- I mean, was he a uh, like a pest control worker? Is that what his job it's unclear. was? Unclear. It's unclear. I just like it. Yeah, no, it's great. It's pe- like an Orkin man outfit. I guess it's probably to um, 
not arouse the uh, suspicion of the other residents of the apartment building. He's an arch villain, this guy. He is. Well, listen, wait, we haven't even gotten to the good part yet. He's reported to have, he first glued shut the locks on the woman's apartment. Remember, she's not in the apartment. She's outside the apartment. Then, then he doused the elevator door with accelerant, which is just like some flammable liquid, I guess. Uh, when she opened the elevator, you know, she comes up to the fifth floor with her groceries or two plastic bags, the article says. The man sprayed her in the face as the elevator door opened, then covered her from head to toe in the flammable liquid. So I think this is one of those elevators where you have to slide the door open by hand. Remember? You're all oh, it's, it has that. a, yeah, like one of those kind of gates that you have to pull it open. it says that she opened it. And it can be very um, disorienting, right? You've got your groceries and you've, you're trying to deal with this like heavy fucking shitty door that is all metal and is hard to open and close. Do you think he and like, so she, she, do you think as soon as she opened it, he's like, got you, bitch. I don't know what he said, but this is all on closed circuit television. You know, there's like a little security camera in the elevator. And uh, so she crouched down and threw her hands up to her face as the shopping bags dangled from her arms. Because now she's got a face full of, you know, WD-40 or something. He, uh, having cornered the woman in the elevator, he then ignited a Molotov cocktail. Which I believe all of our listeners know what that is. The article explains it. I'm not going to lower myself to explaining what a Molotov cocktail is. And as he threw the Molotov cocktail into the elevator with her, the video went white <laughs> as the woman was set on fire uh, using the bottle's wick. Um, so, But then the two other cameras picked this up uh, that are outside the elevator, and they uh, show as he again sprays Mrs. Go- uh, Miss Gillespie's body, burning body with the ignitable liquid, and then he fled down the stairs. Wow. Uh, the cop, the, the detective said, I've never seen anything like this, and I've been doing this a long time. He uh, he ended up then going in and turning himself into the cops and implicated himself. I guess he he smelled of gas and other flammable fluids when he walked into the police station overnight. So, wow, truly now, insane. Now, this guy is definitely insane. What, well, first of all, I have a couple questions here, or a couple uh-huh. points. One, what's the relation? Do they say, like, is it his girlfriend or ex-girlfriend? They think that, no, they think that, well, there's quite an age difference, which I wouldn't rule out, boyfriend, girlfriend, but uh, they say, actually not even in this article, but a different one I saw said that they think that she owed him $2,000. Wow. What a way to go collect. But but the fact of the matter is, she's a 64-year-old lady. Isn't it a bit excessive to, like, you know, bust out the Orkin outfit, spray her down with WD-40, take a Molotov cocktail? I mean, couldn't he just, like, walk up to her and punch her in the face? Maybe he he also lends money to other old ladies in the building, and he's trying to send a message. I think he is is an arch-villain. I think he has a flair for the flamboyance. I think that's what this is. Double, double pun. I think that's what this... This guy probably is... I bet you he has a name. I bet you he calls himself something like the Orkinator. Or well, something. It's got to be flame related. I think. I don't think the the insect, rep, uh, you know, removal outfit isn't isn't part of his standard issue. That was just like for this crime. Are you sure that. it was he an insect removal? Dresses up like thing? an ice cream man or other things, but always with the flame for sure. Are you sure it was like an insect removal outfit, or was it like an asbestos suit, like a flame you know, I think retardant it was like an suit? An Orkin man uniform. 
I mean, is there you know, Terminix? We should post a picture of this guy, but I think this guy is definitely an arch villain. Like, if there is a superhero in that city, they would have to fight this guy, and he could shoot flames, you know, from his uh, he has Molotov cocktails that he throws at you and kills old ladies. Yeah, it's too bad that there isn't a superhero in New York City to save people. They're yeah, on their own. It's regrettable. Um, I give it a five. I'm going to give this for one excessive a five. use of flammable liquids and Molotov cocktails on old ladies. I'm going to give this a five, and I'm also going to spend at least an hour searching through LiveLeak to see if I can find the video footage and use that as the video of the week. <laughs> you should. I'll have to check it out. People, we invite you to decide who won episode 308. Go vote. Sickandwrongpodcast.com. Ah, the holidays. It's snowing outside, the fire is crackling, and there's a big jar of unused lube on your nightstand. And that can only mean one thing. <laughs> It's Dilcember. Yes, that time of year that we celebrate Christ's alleged birth with the purchase of a shiny brand new dildo at AdamEve.com. And if you use coupon code DIDDLE on your order, you'll get 50% off your first purchase, three free adult DVDs, and a free gift. Show your loved ones you still care and cram a brand new dildo down their holiday road. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E, like priests do to altar boys. Hallelujah. Wacker, um, we received quite a few phone calls here to the Signal Hotline. People can call the Signal Hotline at 206-666-3846. A few of the calls were in reference to masturbating in front of your animals, your pets, which is a topic we discussed last week. So, I'm fine with it. You're against it. I'm against it. Let's get to that here. So here are some of the dangers, and this is one of the reasons why I'm against it, of masturbating, masturbating in front of your pets. Hey, sick and wrong. This is uh, Chris from Tucson. Um, I had a comment to make about the story or about you guys talking about a cat attacking you while you're jerking off. Um, maybe about, oh, I don't want to put an exact year mark on it, but when I was a young teenager, I uh, was noticing the couch one time. And I noticed when the cushions, cushions come together on the couch, it forms a slit that looks kind of like... I like how he says, when I was a young teenager, I was noticing the couch. He's just leering at the couch. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to fuck the shit out of you, couch. Dude, that, this is why teenage <laughs> boys are just fucking gross and you don't want them around. Because anything that looks like a vagina, they're like thinking about fucking it. Yeah, it's fucking disgusting. Even if like your your arm is just creased, you know, you're leaning on your arm and like the, the crease in between your, your, for, your looks upper and your arm. enough like a badge, yeah, to get a teenager yeah. hard. All of a sudden you look, look, you look down the, at the other side of the dinner table and like the teenager just like fucking has a huge boner. What you know, the fuck, but that, man? That's the worst part, though. This is, it's not his couch. This is the family couch. So that means yeah. his mom and dad probably, you know, were watching Turner and Hooch and had to sit in, you know, like a, a, on a cushion full of his dried up semen. That he raped. That's disgusting. <laughs> the it's couch disgusting. did not consent either. He's just look, leering at it. Yeah. Rapist. Couch rapist. Oh, I love that couch. She's my sweet, sweet bitch. Couch is looking sexy tonight. <laughs> that blanket. <laughs> All right, let's see what happens here. It's going to get X-rated really quickly. The vagina. So what I thought would be a smart idea would be stick a bag, fill it with lube, stick a bag in between the slits, and then fuck the couch. Well, it's a smart idea. while I was doing this, it was working out pretty great, and then I noticed the cat <laughs> go behind the couch while I was fucking it. So I didn't think much of it because I always saw, that, always saw the cat go behind the couch, so I... 
it's going pretty good actually you know i'm i'm no, been no, fucking it great i was, I was just re- reminiscing <laughs> that when i'm having actual sex that's when I, I have that thought goes through my head this is working out pretty great you know this I'm is actually, actually going fucking. quite well i mean it, it's but what's funny about it is you're having actual sex you, you have your dick in a human vagina and you're like yeah this is going well because it is i mean you, you're scoring but this guy has his dick in a couch and he's like, you know, this is really going great, man. This is this is working like, out for I'm me. I'm loving life right now. <laughs> so okay, the cat goes behind the couch, and he doesn't think much of it. Figured he was just passing by. Then all of a sudden, I feel my cock get grabbed with a claw. As it turns out, your cock bleeds quite a bit when it's uh, scratched on the head or cut on the head. But it also turns out it heals pretty easy, so it wasn't too bad. But it was still a horror story, and there's a lot of blood coming out of my penis, so. You can only imagine how that looked at the time. Um, and then as, as far as uh, guys updating their, or upgrading their girls or thinking they can upgrade, uh, sometimes it's best not to even worry about upgrading on personal looks. Sometimes you just don't want to be with a fucking cunt like I was. So I'm actually getting divorced this month and it'll be fine. Was he talking about the couch still? <laughs> <laughs> I can't live with you anymore, couch. It was good when it lasted. We had some good years. Fuck you. I'm getting a beanbag chair now. <laughs> Bitch. That's this month. So uh, it's a good thing. And I could find a fat chick that's not a cunt. So that'd be great. Well, I appreciate your show. And I hope you guys have a wonderful day. <laughs> well, that was a pretty good call. I think the whole purpose of that call... Yeah, it had nothing to do with the cat or the couch. He just wanted to call his ex-wife, soon to be ex-wife, a cunt on a the air. A cunt on the air, yeah. So I guess... Um, accomplished. I'm yeah, sure no. he probably was a cunt. He proved what he set out to do, though. The guy's sounding kind of young to be... Although... I think, I think two-thirds of women of girlfriending and marrying age are probably cunts. Well, it's, it's interesting to me because I, I think most places other than like... You know, New York and Chicago, like major metropolitan areas. People tend to be married by the age of, what, 24? Outside of major metropolitan areas? Yeah, outside of major metropolitan areas. I mean, is Tucson a major metropolitan area? Like, I'm just saying, in general, what's what's marrying age? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know either, but I'm just saying, I know... I'm I'm pretty sure I'm beyond it. Well, no, so am I, but I know a lot of people that are in their, like, mid-30s that aren't married... And I live in L.A. and you live in San Francisco, you know, the Bay Area. And I think it's just, I think, but if you were living in Madison, Wisconsin. If I was living in my hometown, I would be looked askance at much more than I am. They probably would think you're a pedo, especially with those glasses. Um, (laughs) But but yeah, so this guy, I think a lot of these marriages, I think they, you're young, you get married and you're like, wow, my wife's a fucking cunt. She fucking browbeat me into getting into this marriage. Then we get into this marriage she catches me fucking the couch. Now she thinks I'm cheating on her. Next thing you know, divorced. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's just, I just think there's a lot of marriages that are mostly based on nagging. So who do you think gets the couch in this, when they split up all their stuff? <laughs> I hope he gets it, but <laughs> it might be, you know, maybe, she, maybe it's a Huckleberry Finn type thing. Yeah, where you're just like, oh, I really, really want that couch. I, it's, I, if, the only thing I want out of this divorce is the couch. And then because she's a mega bitch, she like fights extra hard to get the couch. And then when she gets the couch, you can just laugh to yourself that you, <laughs> she's got this couch that has your fucking baby cum all over it. <laughs> Seed. 
All right, the second call also involves a pet and a sexual act. Hey, D, I heard that you got a dog last week. I thought I'd share some knowledge with you. So I got a dog, too, for the first... It sounds like this guy has a lot of knowledge he could share with me. I'm just... Dog knowledge? Yeah, well, knowledge about... I know probably... a lot about dogs. <laughs> yeah, I think he probably knows a lot about things that I could learn from. So thank you for that. Time when I was a little older. And, uh... One particular night, I come home, and I'm tired of shit, and I decide that I'm going to crank one out with a nasty tube sock and some X videos. And when I'm finished doing that, I go make myself a sandwich, and I come back in the room. And much to my surprise, I find the dog going to town on my nasty tube sock. And, uh, yeah, that's a little weird. Uh, yeah, so just... uh. Be aware that the uh, dog might start getting a taste for your semen if you leave it around. Uh, bye-bye. <laughs> this is how the peanut butter on the dick idea starts amongst many teens, I think. I- I'm considering myself being warned here. Thank you for that little tidbit of information. Uh, what, what I Have find... you initiated your dog, in, your new dog, into the peanut butter no, I haven't done that yet. She's still a puppy. You know, right now that would be like some kind of weird. Your tongue's not big enough yet. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not in. What's Nambla? North of Man? It'd be uh, Nadla, Nadla. maybe. <laughs> Nadla. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what I find funny about this is I love how the guys like. Yeah, I decided to crank one out. Now I need a sandwich. He's just drunk, going making a sandwich. Then what's he comes. The probability that he actually washes hands. Ten percent. Yeah, I would say that it'd probably be underneath under ten percent. I would say like maybe six percent. Yeah. But but the the thing about this story that I find really funny and amusing is that who still jerks off in a tube sock? Like, did you I think ever it's one do of those that? things you do when you're little? I I think I had done it once because I just didn't have anything else around, and I'm not just gonna like shoot it onto my bed or carpet. Uh, I've, but I I've think some never kids do that. it. I think some kids do it extensively because they're like, if I jerk off in the tube sock, then I throw it in the laundry hamper, then mom will wash it, she'll never see the cum, and then I'll get a clean sock back and I can just keep doing that. And then once you start doing it, it just becomes like a a jerk off habit, and then you're doing it as an adult where it's like, just take some a piece of tissue and then throw it in the, the toilet. Yeah, but this guy says, here's my, my dirty old tube sock. It sounds like he had his jerk tube sock this is my semen sock and it's just oh, that he just uses over and over yeah again. and like for, there's two <laughs> things gross. that are gross about that one when I, when i used to jerk off it was like i destroyed all evidence i mean it was toilet paper flushed down the toilet no one's gonna know about this or maybe jack off in the shower down the drain no one's gonna know about this and I, I don't leave evidence lying around but furthermore i would hate to be like you know either hung over or tired it's late at night and i'm like where's my socks the you know, I bet you that's probably happening. Well, it's not going to, you're under, you're making it sound like it's going to stay moist for, for <laughs> you know, like for days. It's not. It's Dude, after dry. years you of even jism. You'd just be walking, you'd just be walking around with like dried cum on your foot and you wouldn't even realize it. Well, so, okay, then, then the, well, there, I guess there it is. Uh, you know, I don't want to give my dog any of my semen or then she might develop a taste for it. And then, you know, she probably won't want regular dog food and said she'll want you know, do ball milk. And then that's going to create an issue with my girlfriend. There's going to be probably some jealousy. Yeah. You know, I agree with this guy. I'm not going to jerk off in a tube sock and leave the sock around for the dog. Thanks for that. Has she tried the peanut butter yet? 
I've been working on that. She doesn't like peanut butter, but uh, I've been using... No, no, your girlfriend. Your no, girlfriend. I've been using... it works for both. No, it she, works for guys and girls. My girlfriend doesn't like peanut butter, but... Uh, oh, you're saying if she... Oh, I thought you had on my crotch. Now, my girlfriend <laughs> doesn't like peanut confusing, butter. very confusing, but I'm saying that she put the, the, the peanut butter on her for clitoris the, for and the, have the dog lick it. No, she hasn't done that yet. Although, um, well, not that you know of. Um, yeah, I, you know, I was gone this weekend, so who knows? I guess I might still find out. <laughs> you should put a line on the peanut butter jar where the where the level is right now, so you can monitor. So it. I can see, yeah, if it decreases, and then I can say, right. okay, well, something going on. You should be like, I made butter. a sandwich. I made a sandwich. Uh, uh, there's a little bit more than just making one sandwich, <laughs> and then you can smell the dog's breath. I like how you, how I assume that you're talking about me and her. Like I trained my girlfriend to give me a blowjob by putting peanut butter on my dick. <laughs> Like, I thought that's yeah. what you were asking me. <laughs> she doesn't like peanut butter. So no, I was going to say that she likes Nutella. Not Nute- really the proper response. Well, I was going to say she likes Nutella. And uh, I was going to say... <laughs> who doesn't? All right, the final call here has nothing to do with uh, animals and semen or masturbation. Well, I'm just going to sign off then. <laughs> Bye. I'm fucking graduated. I'm a college graduate. And I just... Uh, woke up 30 minutes before my exam and had enough time to buy a breakfast burrito. <laughs> and I went in and wrote a three-page three exam and then barely had enough time to sprint outside so that I could throw up the breakfast burrito into the bushes because somebody got the great idea to get a keg the night before... It's 10 o'clock right now, and I'm so pretty drunk. But that essay was bombing. All right. <laughs> Keep it saying wrong. How much do you wish you were this guy's TA and you had to read that piece of crap essay that this guy just wrote? <laughs> Hungover, probably still kind of drunk, and about to puke. Right. It's it, not very good. Well, do you remember, like, they, they would do that in the University of Michigan. They called it blue book exams, where you had to go get this, like, blue notebook that you had to oh buy. Oh, my God. I had completely blocked that out. And oh, they, they're the worst. nightmares tonight. And there, there were some exams where, like, I remember as an English major, you, some of these exams, would you'd have to fill out two fucking blue books. That's a lot. I mean, that's like writing, what? writing, writing. Twenty bullshit. pages, and really, you're not even having original thoughts. You're trying to just regurgitate what the professor his his opinions because you know you that's memorize? what he's going to give an A to. But I never once got trash a night before an exam. I never did that. I mean, no. I never. So I could imagine what this guy's essay must have looked like. <laughs> not good. I don't these know. are the people. These are the people who are graduating from college and being like, you know, and going out and protesting. Where are the jobs, man? <laughs> you got <laughs> fucked up before your exams and then barfed immediately afterwards throughout throughout college. What are you saying? There, this there are no the there are no jobs for you. That's the that's what that's what's going on. But exactly, that's like uh, you know, these are the guys that are graduation graduating with like an art history degree rather than a degree a degree in like software engineering. Yeah. So when you graduate, I do wonder what the three pages were about now. Now that you mention it, yeah, I would love what the to. Subject I, was you get trashed after your exams, right? That was the best. But do you remember that how uh, you, you were calling back in our house when uh, we lived together in college? There'd be like two two roommates who have already they've finished because there's like a period of two weeks of exams, 
And two right. of our roommates and are finished. Everybody finishes at different times. Yeah, so it's like you're the last guy to finish. Every all your roommates are just fucking partying, just wasted, puking on the floor, just you know listening, <laughs> having loud sex with their girlfriends. Yeah, and then meanwhile you still have one more exam and because you have like the asshole trying teacher to study with earplugs in. Yeah, that was the worst. Sucks was a ball. But yeah, I never got trashed before. Even during that period, I just didn't. I smoked a little weed here and there, but I didn't like, uh, yeah, get wasted during that whole finals period until I was done. But it was Definitely a lot of fun. not the night before. Yeah, that's true. Uh, people can call Second Long Hotline at 206-666-3846. Well, actually, we have time for one email, then we've got to get out of here. Uh, this email was sent to com. I think we actually discussed this girl on the show... She sent an email uh, you know, a little while ago. but oh, it's hard to keep track of all the women who email us. So many female Sick and Wrong fans. Uh, but this girl's a, a hot um, Sick and Wrong female listener. Her name's Poppy hot Thorn. Piece. Poppy Thorn. And I do appreciate the naked pics that she sends. I always endorse that and, uh, and encourage that amongst all female listeners. Um, Poppy Thorn says she wanted to remind us about the Bizarre Magazine competition she's in. I guess she's trying out to be a cover girl or ultra vixen for bizarre um the voting's just started and all people have to do is sign up and uh it takes under a minute vote for her to win so we'll, we'll put up uh it would be great to see her on the subscribers cover and if you do win you gotta do at least one shot wearing a sick and wrong shirt uh, yeah. we'll put a link up on our website for her so people you can just go there click on this bizarre link and give poppy thorn here a vote uh she always I did a little sick and wrong t-shirt photo shoot over the past week i don't know if you noticed that i did actually notice that it was a great photo shoot and it's i want to use facebook yeah it's on uh, facebook <laughs> i think i added those pictures to the gallery too the girls were a little disappointed that more people didn't comment on the photo so if you guys have an extra minute go and, I, and i'm not even promoting like nice comments <laughs> just go say something be cruel be nice you know what you should do if you want to... Tell uh, them how many tube socks you filled up looking at the photos. If you want to uh, encourage more comments, you should put a uh, posting on the forum linking to the Facebook gallery. Oh, sure. And then you'll that? get all okay. the forum members. They're extra out there. mean. Yeah, I mean, they'll be leaving unsavory comments for her. <laughs> so, uh, Poppy Thorne there, we're going to put up a link to the Bizarre Magazine website and uh, people can go there and uh, vote for you and hopefully you win the the spot on the subscriber cover um she says love you guys keep it sick keep it wrong um yeah waggly speaking of the forum yeah you should definitely post something on there i've i noticed the other day there's like 1800 people on the forum these days crazy yeah it's crazy and i love i gotta appreciate that whoever it was the uh, the poster that put in uh, my little section Tiny Girls with Massive Cocks, which is probably one of the the, the, the genres of porn that I like the least. Next to uh, old men fucking young girls. I hate that one too. <laughs> but, they, but the massive cocks and tiny vaginas also uh-huh. kind of disgust me. So thank you for uh, putting that I just, in there. I don't like any porn where the guy talks or even when his face is in the porn. Yeah, I only you. Know, I I don't recall them, them doing POV porn back in the day as much as they do now. No. But I appreciate that. Yeah, I do too. It makes me think that I'm there. I'm like I'm of the movie rather than watching. My lizard the movie. brain thinks that I'm here. <laughs> People go check out the forum, stickaroundpodcast.com, click on forum. Also, thanks for subscribing to the show on iTunes. 
Oh, we've been getting some really cool comments, actually. I was The other day, I went over there to go check it out. I don't know how many ratings we have exactly, but there's a lot of them, and we've been receiving some really positive comments. So thanks for doing that. Subscribe to the show on iTunes. You really do help us out. And uh, yeah, like uh, next time you go to Facebook, go check out Wackerly's new Quado T-shirt uh, photo shoot. Some of those, some, those are like very artistic. And when I did my <laughs> photo shoot for it, I just kind of was like, well, I just want to get a couple pictures. Here's a wall. Let's just get these up there and get the. Wackerly actually, you staged photos. I mean, you were wearing like, uh, weren't you wearing like spandex in it? Yeah, yeah, that was something that... like that, lycra. Um, yeah, the, the, you know. but I mean, there's forethought. That's what I'm saying. You gotta gotta do it. There wasn't really any forethought. <laughs> I just went around my house and grabbed all the craziest shit I had and put it on. It, it was great. That's it, why it's spontaneously Dada esque. Is that a word? <laughs> Found I guess it, art. Yeah, I guess it was rather Dada that whole photo shoot. Yeah. But people, it, they, you showcase the Quado shirt very well, so you can go there, get a good example of what it looks like and what you'd look like wearing it, and then order one today because I just ordered. Like a hundred more shirts that will be available nice. by the beginning of the year. So uh, people will printing. have plenty of sick and wrong quado tees available for everybody with a second printing. Just go to sickandwrongpodcast.com, click on store. Um, finally, here, sick and wrong song of the week was sent in by Chicken Fucker, who is a prolific poster on the forum. Isn't Chicken Fucker, if it's the same yeah, guy? Yeah, he posts a lot. I, I get confused if that he is the old Chicken Fister or Chicken Fista. I'm not sure. I don't, he's not as mean as Chicken Fista used to be, so I don't think they're the same person. Maybe they're related, though, by their love of chickens. <laughs> um, he says, hey, guys, I don't remember you ever playing this classic Christmas gem. I'm sure you've heard it, but I think it would be delightful to close out your Christmas Hanukkah show with the song. Fuck Mariah Carey and Brenda Lee. This one epitomizes the mood of the season. Have a great holiday period, Dean Lance. Me love you long time. Cheers, queers, chicken fucker. And come to think of it, another Aussie named Paul sent this song in too. The same song. And Paul said, let's face it, though he is the best singer to make it out of Australia, he never quite had the same success as Kylie Minogue. And he's referring to a guy, probably the most famous Aussie, Aussie male singer, uh, Kevin Bloody Wilson, hmm. who uh, did a song called Hey Santa Claus, You Cunt. Which might be my new favorite Christmas song. This is like the Aussie version of Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. It's <laughs> kind of horrible. Like, I hope it's better than that song. No, it's definitely better than that, but uh, just because they even they include the word cunt. So we're going to end the show with Hey Santa Claus, You Cunt. And uh, people, we wish you all a Merry Christmas. Uh, the holiday show is actually going to be next week. We're going to be a little late with it because uh, both Lance oh and God, I have to be... be a, just a meltdown. Yeah, I know. the fans. We're, we're going to be at least... Ready a... for that onslaught of emails? Where's the fucking show? You know, the problem is, is that Christmas is falling on a fucking weekend, and it just fucks up my whole schedule. So I'm yeah, going to be this, out of town. this season, the days that New Year's and Christmas falls is very bizarre. Yeah, it's like they're both on a weekend, so it just kind of right. fucks up my schedule. I'm going to be out of town, heading up, uh, heading up north to be with the girlfriend's family, which always has potential to be an interesting time. She has a family that likes to drink a lot, so I'm expecting some uh, some fights here between some of her cousins, like there nice. were a couple of years ago. That might be fun. Oh, what, do, what are your Christmas plans, Wacker? Eating massive amounts of food, mostly. Right. And then New Year's, we're gonna do like uh, like a Manson family retreat out in the woods in a cabin, sort of thing. Are you gonna bust <laughs> so out some? I eggnog? might not come back. Some homemade nog. I don't know if anybody. 
I mean, I used to only drink nog with you. I don't even know. I had some nog at a Christmas party, not this last night's, but the one last week, for work. But nobody else much does the nog. Nobody loves the nog like you do. Well, they're denying themselves some Yuletide pleasure. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But uh, well, so not, not this week, but next week we'll do the holiday show. It'll be like kind of a Christmas wrap up, New Year's, discussing what we're doing for New Year's. That's going to come midweek of next week. So we're going to be a couple days late. With uh, episode uh, 309 here, so people don't Just get your... stay calm, everybody. Yeah, don't it's get your panties in a knot. All right? People, uh, yeah, we're going to end the show here. Here's Hey Santa Claus, You Cunt, which is, a, which is probably my new favorite Christmas song. We'll be back, yeah, next week with episode 309. Until then, take a sleazy. Merry Christmas. Quite often I get to thinking how as kids we got by. Like at Christmas time at our house, we couldn't even afford a fire. But we made do with what we had back then when I was young. Dad used to suck a peppermint and we'd all sit around his tongue. We couldn't afford no sparkly tinsel for our Christmas tree, so we'd just wheel old Grandad in and make the old cunt sneeze. <laughs> wheel him round the other side, Nana. <laughs> Things change pretty bloody quick. I've got kids now of me own. And I heard them unwrap their prezzies last night when I got home. Hey, Santa Claus, you cunt. Where's me fucking bike? I've unwrapped all this other junk and there's nothing that I like. I wrote your fucking letter and I come to see you twice. You want out geriatric farts if I got me fucking bike? wanted a pair of bloody fongs, I would have bloody asked. And this cowboy suit and ping pong set, you can shove right up your ass. You stuff me bloody order up, it's enough to make you spew. But it's not just me who's snaky, me sister's dirty too. Hey Santa Claus, you cunt, where's me fucking pram? You promised me you'd send me one and you remember who I am. Cause I'm the little girl why you made sit right on your head. I'll give you fucking ho ho ho, you forgot me fucking plan. Next time I come to see, I'm gonna punch you in the guts. And I'll let your fucking reindeer loose and kick Rudolph in the nuts. You just wait till next year when you get back to that store. And me and me little sister come stomping through the door. And we'll say, yeah, you wait for it. Hey, mums and dad, just smell his breath and check his bloodshot eyes. And don't listen to him, boys and girls, because he tells fucking lies. He's just a piss tank and a pervert, and he's not even very bright, because the old fucking wanker forgot me fucking boy. Hey, Santa Claus, you cunt, where's me fucking bike? I've unwrapped all this other junk, and there's nothing that I like. And I wrote your fucking letter, and I come to see you twice. Yeah, I want a geriatric fart if I got me fucking bike. Fucking dob you in, you old cunt. Tell me, old man, on you, you're gonna punch your fucking lights out. I saw mummy sucking Santa Claus. Hey guys, it's just me, Cisco, sitting here with the Duke, and uh, you know, just drinking some booze. And he's out about, um, I think, what is it? How many bottles of Jaeger mice? Fourteen, yeah, fourteen. Uh, is, uh, he wanted me to call because he wanted to tell you guys that uh, what was that, Duke? That they're fucking awesome. Yeah, that. Uh, but yeah, 
that's all he really wanted to say. Uh, I didn't really know that he listened to podcasts, and quite frankly, he does. He says that he doesn't, except for Second Wrong. And why? Because most podcasts are for pussies. Yeah, that. Uh, well, I and I would agree, but uh, yeah, just um, I guess that's it. Uh, do, do you want to say something before I hang up? Keep it thick and keep it motherfucking wrong.